Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So, yes, a few words about uh, the practice that we're doing here. I think a lot of what happens uh, to us, and uh, I was talking about this yesterday, a lot of what happens to us is kind of automatic. It just happens automatically. We see something, automatically we think of something, and then um, we start relating to what we've seen or heard or thought in an automatic way, in a habitual way, or maybe um, we could say also... um, Uh, conditioned way. We've been raised like this either by dominant culture or by family culture or, you know, sometimes it's gender-based or uh, there's ways that we've been used to think and we just do this. So the power of mindfulness, as I understand it, is that it brings, uh, uh, it, it will bring in time a choice a choice of how we respond, how we hold, how we meet, uh, even how we perceive uh, things. And the way it works is that we, we bring this slightly uh, increased wakefulness to what's happening. We, are, we, are, we, are, we have this intention to be awake to what is happening in the moment. Being awake, we start to see over time things that we didn't see before. We start to see how we hold things. Before, we, we didn't question this. Uh, we would just act uh, kind of automatically. In the, in the Buddhist um, psychology or Buddhist teachings, it says something, I'll present it like this, and now the, the, there could be debate about this and a bunch of um, subtleties we could uh, uh, add about, uh, on this, but I'll present it like this just to kind of, um, you know, maybe highlight an aspect of our mind or maybe uh, make us intrigued uh, or maybe sh- shake, shake us a little bit. Oh, that's not how I was conceiving things. Um, actions of the mind uh, in, um, in the Buddhist psychology, so that's thinking, that's uh, emoting moods, uh, attitudes of mind. In Buddhist psychology, they are presented uh, as intentional. And so often for us, see if it's the case for you, often for us we think that it's not intentional. I sit here, I just want to breathe, and I keep thinking. Or I want to feel good, but I feel like shit. You know, it's not intentional. And this definitely is a perspective that uh, as, um, um, uh, is also real, you know, that uh, we could say, no, I don't have a choice. You know, it, it's, uh, 
But I like to present it like this, that it's intentional. And I, the way I see it is that bringing mindfulness, often I'll notice where my mind is going automatically, choicelessly. And by bringing attention, maybe in time I discover that I can reorient, go in a different direction, a very kind of uh, immediate uh, example of this would be last evening, for example. Uh, last sit, last evening. We're sitting here or laying down here. And I suggest, oh, maybe we could direct our thinking process in one very simple direction. About, what was it? About six words. You know, What if we were to sit here and just think safe? Safe. What impact would it have? And so that's a, an example of we can, you know, for me, before learning meditation, you would uh, say, Pascal, sit here for about uh, 20, 30 minutes. Just sit here. What would happen? I would obsessively think about myself. Myself in the past, myself in the future, how myself is perceived, my self-worth, and speculate about a kind of a made up something, ideas, you know, and I would have no choice. Huh? And so my teachers were generous, they took time with a lot of patience. They said, Pascal, please redirect your attention just to sounds, just to body breathing, just to the experience of temperature. And my mind being conditioned to think, yeah, but you don't know the rest of my life, and it's a mess, and it's always been a mess, and no, nobody's ever loved me, and you know. And uh, they would say, Pascal, please, just bring your attention back to maybe the light in the room right now, or to your hands resting. Say, yeah, but you don't understand the rest of my life, you know. Pascal, what about just being attentive to sounds, you know? So extremely simple seems almost stupid, you could say. You know, like, why would I do this? You know, you don't know about the past. That could have been for me. You know, instead of uh, connecting with reality, I much prefer thinking about the past that could have been and will never be. This is really important for me. <laughs> to spend a lot of time about the past that has never been and will never be. And so that's the kind of things that we do when we're unaware. And when suddenly it's highlighted, it seems strange that we would do this. Yet, you know, I can't believe this person could have said that. If they had said that, and I'm never going to forgive them for the possibility that they could have said that. So we swim in a lot of fake news. And not recognizing fake news as such, we build a whole world in fake news. Every thought that is a misperception, a, a misrepresentation of reality that we don't question or don't are not conscious of is the building block of the next thought. So the first thought is a little bit aside from reality. You know, you're sitting here, can you be aware of your breath? I'm never going to succeed at this. First fake news <coughs> of the moment. 
And this becomes the building block of the rest of my thinking process. So do you see how far from reality we can get within about two seconds? And, you know, end up leaving or, you know, end up thinking I'm the best here and everybody sucks, you know, or these are not my people, I'm so different from them, you know. And we can build all kinds of realities and unfortunately we are stuck in these realities after. These are just ephemeral, uh, fictive, fictive, fictitious, fictitious, Mm -hmm. fiction, constructions of the mind, but we absolutely get caught in them. They don't exist, really, but by not being aware of this, we are caught. Last uh, November, I think, I, I, was, uh, I went to a museum uh, as I was traveling for teaching uh, some of the folks of the retreat. After the retreat, they said, oh, Pascal, before you, you depart, you know, we have a nice museum here. Do you want to come and see it? So we went, and there was, um, there was um, an, um, an installation, is that the way you say it in English? Mm-hmm. An, a piece of art from... Uh, Whoops, her name just escaped me. She's not named Nadia. <laughs> She's not named Umbrella, which is the other word I was looking for yesterday at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, she's a French sculptor, artist, the spider. Louis Bourgeois, thank you. So that was not the spider. Uh, so in the middle of the room, there was uh, a cage. This was an art piece. Uh, There was a cage, and the cage door was open. And in the middle of the cage, there was a... I would describe this as a character. There was a... a, 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 Yeah, a a being, you know, that was made of material, like Louis Bourgeois, Bourgeois does. And you could see it was the size of a human being with legs, but the core of the human being here was a, uh, made of, um, of uh, fabric, and it was a turd, like a piece of shit, mm. on legs, looking at itself in a mirror. The cage door was open, and I had kind of a, almost like a, a, a shock, or like I couldn't believe uh, that's my interpretation here. But this, I thought, this is us. This is so much us. So it's a made-up thing. Eh? It doesn't exist. There's no cage. There's no... The door is open, by the way. <laughs> you know, you could easily leave. But this character thinks it's a piece of shit, and it's obsessed by its reflection in the mirror. And he can't actually... You know, it's a made-up story. It's a fake news. It doesn't exist. It's a piece of art. It's imagination from an artist. Yet when you see it, it seems to exist. This seems to really be a turd that it's, is looking at itself in the mirror. So do you see the analogy with our life? So we sit here, and the, the cage door is open. Actually, there's no cage. It's been man-made or artist-made. Or, you know. 
And so here that's what we do. We wake up to this. We slowly realize, oh, I don't have to spend the time hating what I see in the mirror there. You know, it's a mind made thing. It, it's not me. It's it doesn't it's not that, you know. Or hating my life or hating, you know, whatever we've constructed. So as we sit here, we do this really important work of becoming aware. You know, like I did in the museum, I had to be aware, oh, this is a museum. Like, what's, what's wisdom here? What's uh, discernment? Is to recognize that this is a piece of art, you know? If you think, oh my God, there's somebody in a cage, we need to free this person. You're like, uh, hold on, you have the wrong perception of reality. <laughs> it's, it, it's not true, you know? It's, it's just for entertainment or for reflection or, you know? And so uh, we come here and we do this really simple work of being attentive to, uh, to the coolness of breath. And then we see our condition kicks in. And so we're, it would be, it doesn't have, we don't have to get obsessed, you know, like upset, you know, like, no, I should be with the breath. Pascal says to be with the breath or, you know, with uh, the hands resting on the... We came here exactly for these things to be revealed. So it's, it's good news. It's a bad news that, you know, that we're discovering how obsessed we are with different stories, each one their own little creation. You know. But we come here and we plug in reality again and again. And then the story will start again. Yeah, but if I had started this when I was young, you know. <laughs> like, honey... It's, it's fabric, it's artistic makeup. Don't start believing in that story. It's going to bring you, what, down the rabbit hole or whatever, you know, and, and somebody else will have an, a different story, you know. Instead of uh, me, I should have started this earlier, will be, I want to be back home with the cat, you know. With the cat, it would be so lovely. No, it wouldn't be. That's why you came here. Isn't that true? <laughs> there was something that was not perfect, otherwise you would be home with the cat, you know. There was some, so you came here, you know, and this is a new kind of a mirror that, you know, a new creation of mind, oh, back home, you know, or if somebody else had said this, or that, they didn't, or they're not there, or they're gone, you know. And so we sit here, and we come back to here, and we notice what's the, how it feels here. Oh, it doesn't feel so good. Well, let's attend to this. Let's bring, let's befriend this. Let's learn to be with what is here, not make up stories so much, but be with what is here locally, like really. Meaning there's hands resting, there might be tightness in the chest, contraction, or hollowness, or lightness, or spaciousness. And let's discover this here, what is here, without the stories. So we practice, it's known, mindfulness, or this path, the Buddhist path, path as a path of renunciation. So we're invited again and again to let go of the story that the mind really wants to make up. Also because it's fascinating. You know, who wouldn't want to be a piece of shit that can look at itself in the mirror endlessly, fascinated? I'm really a piece of shit. This is really what I am. I can't believe I'm a piece of shit. You know? 
And so there's a fascination. We're enamored with this, you know. And for somebody else, it's something else. I want to plan. Let me plan. I love planning. You know, I want to plan every meal of the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> or everything that people could say or do and how I would respond so love in such a lovely way or so harshly, or <laughs> you know. And so we keep being fascinated, fascinated, and we keep waking up to what's happening here. That's a bit of the practice. So here, we reset intentions all the time. It's going to be really helpful for us. We, re- we go from being obsessed, upset, caught. So it's intentional. We don't know. We've created these intentions. We've, we've trained the intention to be caught in stories for many of us. And here we wake up to this. Oh my God, got caught. And we retrain. It's very, very simple. We retrain what? Simplicity. Just being here friendly here. We retrain recognizing that we're safe here now. You know, when we want to, well, but somewhere else I won't be and I better prepare for it and, and fantasize about it. You know, and, and we, but what's happening here now? Oh, here now? We're safe. This is never going to, here now? It's fine, it works. You know, here now, it's painful in the butt, <laughs> in the lower back, or in the knee. It's pulling or pushing. So what we're doing is very simple, yet it's a heroic work. It needs very much heroism, because everything wants us to want to be somewhere else, want to be somebody else, want to feel something else. And we recommit to what's here, what's here. Not what I should feel or could feel or would rather feel or others are feeling or felt. What is here? Let's attend to this. Shall we try a little bit? So if you need, please uh, stretch and know that you're not caught in the posture. So we have this dedicated time this morning and this retreat today. Uh, it's amazing. We don't have to uh, work. We don't have to text. We, we're not exposed to news, social media. You know, so we can totally dedicate our time to uh, um, freeing the mind from its, uh, its habits. We, in mindfulness, we don't judge what's there. We, we, we just take what's there and we, we work with this. It's very, very humble work. We can't demand something else, you know. I want lightness now, you know. Maybe <coughs> lightness is here, maybe it's not. This is how it is right now. And we learn to attend to this. So eyes can be closed or open as you see fit and it can uh, change during the practice if it uh, feels uh, if you want to uh, open the eyes at some point if it uh, seems like it's going to be helpful or close the eyes and 
we choose relative stillness of the body. It's going to help uh, also the mind uh, become more quiet, calm. Stillness of the body, silence in the room, maybe some inner silence. And space, the space of the whole time we have, and the space in the room and the space, maybe some space in the, in the heart or mind that allows things to to be how they are for things to for what is there to be there allowing sounds to come and go allowing sensations to be there come and go allowing the breath to happen naturally as it does sometimes the breath is a little fast sometimes slow sometimes deep sometimes shallow sometimes a little uh, contracted or choppy sometimes uh, fluid easeful We see if we can allow the breath to be just as it is. Sometimes it is a little controlled, sometimes natural. see what it feels like to attend to experience to what's happening in a non-demanding way in a humble way in a caring maybe a kind friendly way Sensation is just a sensation. An image or a thought is just that, an image or a thought. You don't have to follow, be faithful, be hooked or fascinated. It's just an arising. Sounds arise, pass. Sensations arise and pass. And so do comments or images.
We're inviting the mind to calm down from its uh, maybe usual agitation. By attending to sounds, to breath, creating a connection with these. We allow the mind to become a little less discursive. bring a slight uh, curiosity, interest to what's happening now, interested by what it's like to be a human being now, sitting, breathing. that. It's like this to be a human being right now. Presses like this on the legs or sitting bones. Human beings are sensitive to cold or warmth. Sensitive to light. an inner sensitivity you can feel sometimes unstable or agitated sometimes calm so this one feels like this right now there's this mood right now can become aware of this. Sometimes it's a little uh, worried. Sometimes it's a little playful, quiet, neutral, charged. You don't have to fix. Just become aware, a little heavy in there, a little light, neither one nor the other. Becoming aware of the inner weather as we sit here. by 
by being here with sounds and breath, sometimes we'll notice how the mind is uh, active or receptive. Body is alive, pulsating, pressing against the ground. Sometimes it's, uh, it has a lot to say in there, sometimes not much to say. Notice the state of the mind. Is it, does it have a lot to say? Or is it more in a receptive mode? No judgment. You just become aware of how things are right now.
as we sit here with this uh, sensitive body and mind, all kinds of things are going to happen. Discomfort, ease, frustration, tenderness, numbness, boredom, curiosity. We sit here, becoming aware of the different uh, things happening, fluctuations. See if we can allow the whole show to happen, consciously, wakefully. can be caught in things or aware of them. Caught in thinking or aware that the mind has a lot to say. We can be hating a sensation, maybe uh, seeing if we can allow it to be there in all its intensity.
our generous attention just for a few more moments here. Letting go of the habit of dismissing what's happening. Bringing careful, caring attention, presence to this body here, sitting sensitive, sensitive to light, to movement, to temperature, to images or moods inside. Discovering what it is to be a human being right now. Allowing the sounds to be heard, not just the meaning of the sound, the sound itself arising and passing. open, maybe becoming aware of this, that now there is sight, colors and forms. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.